I know uh, uh, that you all are yet adjusting. Uh, we are too. You're yet adjusting uh, to our current new normal. And for some of you who might be like uh, Lady Rita, uh, Sister Rita is an extrovert. And so this adjusting uh, may not be as easy due to the fact that uh, most extroverts uh, like and, and feed off of engaging with people and, uh, in, in, and engaging with them and being around people. So I know it's a tough thing on some of the extroverts having to work at home, uh, being stuck uh, in, in, in a room, maybe working and got to get up and walk around. Uh, it's not like being at the office, I know. Uh, but we've got to adjust, and adjust we must due to what this coronavirus uh, has brought to us in living. But more important than just adjusting or merely adjusting is that we must retain our trust in God. Not only do we have to adjust, but we must retain our trust in God because God is far greater. God is more powerful than COVID-19. God bless you, Sister Angela. Good to have you with us tonight. Uh, Rita and I have been praying uh, for a pretty long list uh, with people that we have that we've been praying for in regards to this uh, coronavirus. Uh, there have been some deaths of individuals that we have known and, and acquainted with, uh, even in the church world. Uh, very good, uh, dear friend and brother. Uh, his uh, services of uh, memorial and uh, streaming will be tomorrow. But we encourage you also to keep praying for people who are infected and those who are affected in many ways through this virus crisis. But yet in spite of uh, the fact that the death toll seems to be rising, it is rising. There are also people who are recovering. And tonight we've got a praise report to share with you. Uh, one of Citadel's members, uh, their, her, their mother, uh, had been in the hospital, has been in the hospital and was COVID positive. But today, she was cleared to be released from the hospital to go home for seven more days of quarantine. Her lungs and breathing are good. And so we just praise God uh, for what he is doing. He is hearing us. We are praying for the scripture declares uh, that even if God would shut up the heavens and send no rain, if God would uh, cause a locust to come to devour the land, even if God would send a pestilence, uh, but that if his people who are called by his name would humble themselves and pray and seek his face and turn from their wicked ways. He wants us to do those four things, but he said he'll do three things. One, he'll hear from heaven. He will forgive and he will heal and restore the land. And so we're believing God for restoration. We're believing God for restoration. And so let's go to the, to the Lord in prayer real quick here before we move a little further into scripture. I just believe God that many are going to recover. Uh, just because many are dying doesn't mean that they all have to die. And so we take authority even now in the name of Jesus Christ. God, we come before you. Uh, because of your son and through your son, his blood that gives us access to your throne, to your throne of mercy and uh, to come before you, God, in the time of need to access your grace. We come by the blood of Jesus Christ who saves us, who heals us, who delivers us, cleanses us from all unrighteousness. And we don't come by who we are, but we come through and by his blood. And we give you praise and glory, God, even in the midst of what we are going through. You yet are God. And we yet give you praise. We yet give you glory because you're God almighty. You're sovereign. You have not allowed anything to take you down. You're still sitting on the throne. You sit high 
and you're yet looking low, uh, beholding both the evil and the good. But Father, we do pray that God, that you would uh, cause the slowing of the spread of this virus to the extent to the fact that it would be halted. Uh, we come against the virus in taking out so many lives of people. Uh, the government uh, has already given uh, approximation of how many people they would think uh, would possibly die uh, from the spread of this virus. But God, we pray that you would cause this thing to be halted yeah. in the name of Jesus. I know God that is here for a purpose. You have a purpose even through this. It may be punitive. It may be corrective. It may be for obedience. It may be for some other real purpose, God, that you use this as you have in times past as we read in your word, how that you use plagues and pestilences. But God, we pray that you would preserve your people and that God, you would stretch out your mighty outstretched arm. And God, I pray that even as the death toll continues to rise, but God, the recoveries, those God who recover from this virus would also rise. Even though there is no vaccine, you're the remedy, you're the healer. You're the deliverer. You're the way maker. So God, I pray and ask that you would perform miracles in the lives of many in the mighty name of Jesus. There's some that we know that are close to us, even here in Indianapolis and Indiana, that are suffering and have been affected and infected by this disease. But God, we pray that you would heal, that you would deliver, you would raise them up off the sick bed. For God, you declare that the prayer of faith Hallelujah. The prayer of faith, God, will raise them up and you will save them. And that the effectual, fervent prayer of the righteous, oh God, it will bring forth and be effective in prayer. And so, God, we just look to you now and ask you to bless us even in this time in your word. In Jesus' name, amen. Again, God bless others who have come and joined on with us tonight. I want to take a look at the word real quick in Romans chapter, chapter 4. Romans chapter four, for some, it's a very familiar passage of scripture, but I'm going to be reading from the King James Version tonight. And in Romans chapter four, beginning at verse 17, it reads, as it is written, I have made thee or you a father of many nations before him whom he believed, even God who quickeneth the dead or who causes life to the dead or brings the dead alive and calleth those things which be not as though they were who Abraham, that is, against hope, believed in hope that he might become the father of many nations, according to that which was spoken, so shall thy seed be. And being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about a hundred years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God and being fully persuaded or assured or convinced that what he, God that is, had promised, he, God, was able also to perform. God bless you, Elder Tony, Sister, uh, Sister Sharon, Sister Missionary Marilyn. God bless you. Glad to have you tonight. From this passage, I want to just deal with the subject matter, hanging tough in troubled times through hope. Hanging tough through or hanging tough uh, in troubled times through hope, hanging tough in troubled times through hope. Uh, some of you know my mother and some of you don't, uh, but uh, whenever someone asks my 82 year old mother, how you doing? Her response is always the same. She says, I'm hanging like a champ. Now for most of us to say that someone is hanging 
generally carries a, a negative connotation. Uh, it's a picture of someone who is barely making, they just hanging on, just barely making it. They just getting, getting by. And when we imagine or picture someone hanging, the only means of their survival will be determined not by merely the fact of what they're holding on to, but more so their survival can be determined by the strength of what they're holding on to. And so my mother doesn't merely say, I'm hanging in there. She puts a qualifier or a descriptive of how she's hanging, like a champ. And so there is something that enables her to hang like a champ. And so I know that uh, everything hasn't always been easy for her. Everything hasn't always gone the way that she wants it to go. Uh, she has had some rough days and some tough times, as all of us have. And right now we're going through a tough a period of time in our history and in our lifetime, especially for us. Uh, we've never experienced anything like this in our lifetime at all. But yet in her response, she seems to be saying this, that no matter what, you can handle the rough stuff if you're armed with the right stuff. You can handle the rough stuff if you're armed with the right stuff. And so when we're holding onto or trying to make it off of our own strength, uh, we sometimes may not make it because we're going to falter. We're going to falter because for the reality is sometimes we do get weak. But I'm reminded of song of some of you remember the late Elder William Remsen and LPC, the Let uh, Praise Continue Community Choir. Uh, they had a song uh, that Sister Lena uh, would sing. And it said, I go in the strength of the Lord because I have no strength of my own. Now, the prophet Isaiah even stated a fact about us that speaks to that particular fact of that song, that I, I go in the strength of the Lord because I have no strength of my own. Isaiah said in chapter 40 and verse 30, that even youths shall faint and be weary, and young men shall fall exhausted. And that's really why we have to rely upon God's strength, because we will get weak we will get tired, we will get weary, we will get exhausted. And so we have to rely on something else other than our strength in order for us to hang like a champ, if you will. And so Isaiah even deals with that and what we really have to hang on to. A couple of verses uh, above that 30th verse, he says in verses 28 and 29, have you not known, have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and to him who has no might, he increases strength. And so if what you're hanging on to has an abundance of strength, you can hang in there. You can keep going on. But the crucial thing is this is that you have to make sure that you've got a good grip on it. And again, I'm reminded of another song of Elder Remsen and LPC. Uh, they'd be singing a song called, I'm Holding On. And in singing, I'm holding on, they said, I'm holding on and I won't let go. And towards the end of that song, Elder Remsen emphatically uh, exhorts the people 
whoever's there, who's ever listening, exhorts them by saying, get a good grip, get a good grip. So in times like now, in grappling with this coronavirus, we have no choice but to get a good grip on God in order to hang tough. Now, you're able to hang in there when you hold on to who is there. Let me say that again. You're able to hang in there when you hold on to who is there. Now, if I was in a physical gathering tonight preaching, it would probably be at this point that I would tell somebody, hold on to Jesus. And while you're there in your household, whatever y'all, just tell somebody, holler out to your household and your family, say, hold on to Jesus. Because he's the one that we've got to hold on to. You're able to hang in there when you hold on to who is there. And since Jesus is the light of the world, he thus also is the hope of the world. So when you're hanging on to Christ Jesus, you actually are hanging on to hope. Hope will keep you. Hope will get you there. And that's what we're dealing with here and how to hang tough in troubled times through hope. There's a book entitled Adrift. And in the book, the story of a man uh, who built a vessel that uh, he was going to use to sail uh, the entire Atlantic uh, sort of do a loop around the Atlantic Ocean. But he hit some bad weather. He hit some bad weather and his vessel went down. He existed on his raft for almost 80 days, for almost 80 days. And the thing that kept the man alive was this, hope, H-O-P-E, hope. His lowest days, though, were the days when he could not see any hope. He had no hope. And he couldn't see the possibility of being rescued or making it to the islands or even coming into the shipping lanes, uh, any of the vessels coming through in the routes there to help possibly get him and pick him up and bring him to safety. But what kept him alive was hope. Now, years ago, there was a little saying that uh, Reverend Jesse Jackson uh, would say that really sort of rings loud and clear as a means to making it through the time that we're living in now. He simply would say, keep hope alive. Keep hope alive. Someone has said that we can live 40 days without food, 80 days without water, four minutes without air, but only a few seconds without hope. Only a few seconds without Hope. Hey there, Elder Fryson. God bless you, man. Only a few seconds without hope. So in this Roman 4 passage, Abraham does something that keeps him going in spite of what it looks like, in spite of his condition, juxtaposed against what God said. I know it's one of those big words. It's just his condition, put aside what God says, doesn't match. What he was and what God said he was going to be didn't match up at all. They were just supposed and contrasting with one another. Uh, God said that he would become the father of many nations, but he was about 100 years old. And we ain't got to go no further with that one right there. Uh, at 100 years old, I don't know anybody uh, that's producing children. But he was 100 years old, and the son of promise that God had made to him had not yet been born. And so that was his state. 
That was his state. But what I want you to take note of is this in verse 18. For it says, who, Abram or Abraham, that is, who against hope believed in hope. Now, the thing about it is this. The Lord's promise and his presence always overrules all despair and hopelessness. And there may be somebody who later on will view uh, this video right here that may feel that this coronavirus has put us in a hopeless situation right now. But my word to you, my encouragement to you is don't lose hope, but rather hope in God. Don't lose hope, but rather hope in God, because in God, there is never hopelessness. In the Psalms, the writer of Psalms, in Psalm 42 and verse 5, he had to give himself a little pep talk. And every now and then, we got to do the same thing. He had to give himself a pep talk when he was down and depressed. And he asked himself this question. Why are you cast down, O my soul? And why are you disquieted within me? And then he came back, came to his senses, if you will. And he said, hope in God. Because that's where hope really resides in. It's in God. So even when things may look hopeless, we have to be like Abraham and hold on to hope. Even when there's no reason to hope for, there's no reason for hope. When Abraham was against hope, beyond hope due to his condition of his body, his natural old age, he yet believed in hope. He simply kept hoping. And here's why, here's why, here's why. There's a connection here in regards to Abraham's situation. And for many who are experiencing right now uh, in uh, this coronavirus uh, crisis and condition, there are many who have even stated they're panicked, they're in a panic state. Uh, they are so worried, they're so anxious. And that's why people have to have hope in the right place. But here's why Abram kept hoping. Hope, like faith, has to do with the unseen and the future. And right now, there are so many uncertainties about the future. But the blessed thing for believers is that we know who holds the future. And so hope, like faith, has to do with the unseen and it has to do with the future. God bless you, Sister Dolene and Brother Carr. Bless you. Romans 8.24 says this. Hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man sees, why does he yet hope for it? And so we got to understand what hope really is. Hope is really confident expectation. It's confident expectation that God will fulfill his promises. That's what Abraham was relying on. Hope, trust in God in spite of problems. Right now, this is one of the most perilous moments in times that we have ever experienced in our lifetime and certainly in the 2000s. Ah, it's been over a century since there's been some type of major epidemic, pandemic uh, that the world has gone through and experienced. A hope waits for God to accomplish what he wants to accomplish when he wants to accomplish it. And hope placed in God does not disappoint. It does not make one ashamed. And so hope is key. In this moment in time, for many people who are unsure, who are not able to get a handle on what's happening here, uh, we have to have hope. 
But here's the deal about hope. We always hear that you have to have faith. But the reality is this. You can't have faith unless you first have hope. You can't have faith unless you first have hope. So at its core, hope is the ground for the expression of faith. It provides room for faith to breathe and operate. You know Hebrews 11 and 1, for those of you that are Bible readers, it says faith is the substance of things what? Hoped for. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. Faith comes because there's a hope. The only reason why faith is needed because there's a hope for something. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So hate, hate, not hate, but hope, hope to the believer is what oxygen is to every human being. Hope to the believer is what water is to marine life. Hope to the believer is what's needed so faith can breathe. And when faith breathes, then we're able to live. So oxygen, or hope rather, hope is the oxygen for faith to breathe. Hope is the room. Hope is the room for faith to breathe. Hope is the breathing room wherein faith can operate. For if there, if there is no hope, faith cannot breathe. Faith cannot operate. Faith cannot move unless there is hope. And so the bottom line is this. For many who are in a panic state, not too sure, uh, not been able to figure out how is this going to end, what this going to be like, the thing right now to hold on to is hope. Hope is the air of expectation. Hope is an anchor that holds us so that we can hang tough. Now, the reason Abraham, as we're reading here, was strong in faith. The reason Abraham was strong in faith was because he had hope in the God of heaven, who is called, according to the Apostle Paul in Romans 15 and 13, the God of hope. That's why we have to put our hope in God. So it's important to know that hope, though, is not self-generated. It is God-predicated. I know that's a little, a little big, tough saying there, but hope is not self-generated. It's God-predicated, meaning that hope, I don't generate hope in order to live, but rather God is the source of hope. And so in order for me to have hope, I've got to put hope in God who produces hope in order that I can have hope. And that's why he's called the God of hope. The God of heaven is the God of hope. The God of heaven is the one who said that if my people shall humble themselves and pray, seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and forgive and heal the land. And so uh, Abraham, the reason Abraham was strong in faith is because he had hope in God. Because it starts out and says, who against hope believed in God. But we read down a little further. He staggered not the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. It was the hope that he had beyond hope. When there didn't even seem any reason, sensible reason to even have any hope, he yet believed in hope. And so uh, you have to be careful. God bless you, Sister Vinny. Good to see you. You have to be careful in choosing what you hang on to. And because whatever you're hanging on to will determine whether you'll hang at all. You get that? 
whatever you hang on to will determine whether you're going to hang at all. And so as the coronavirus spreads, don't hang on to anything that feeds your fear, but hang on to what feeds your faith. And one of those things is hope. For who against hope believed in hope, and because of it, he didn't stagger at the promise of God. He didn't stagger at the promise of God through because of unbelief, but he was strong in faith because he had hope. Hope allowed faith, the breathing room to operate so that he could keep going and believing God that what God said would be in his life. And so I just want you to know tonight that you can hang tough in troubled times having hope in God. So as Reverend Jesse Jackson would say, keep hope alive. With hope in God, you can hold on and hang in there. As my mother would say, like a champ. You can hang in there like a champ. And so the coronavirus has brought a catastrophic change in our lives. But the way to hang in on in there, the way to hang tough, the way to hang like a champ in this troubling time of COVID-19 is to have hope in God, holding tight with a good grip to his unchanging hand. We've got to hold on to hope in God, holding tight, with a good grip to his unchanging hand. And as a faith-feeding moment tonight, to gather with your family as uh, we get off of here, I'm, I'm getting ready to uh, let you go very briefly here, uh, but as a faith-feeding moment tonight, gather your family together. And even if it's just you, you may know the hymn, you may know the song by heart, and some of you may not. You may not have even never heard the, the song or the hymn uh, at all. And that uh, Google the lyrics or even do a, a search on YouTube uh, for the hymn, people singing uh, the hymn and sing together with them. But that hymn is called Hold to God's Unchanging Hand. Hold to God's Unchanging Hand. Just quickly. The verse just starts out, the, the hymn starts out, time is filled with swift transition. And oh, how swift there's been a change in our lives just within the last month of time. Time is filled with swift transition. Naught of earth unmoved can stand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. Another verse says, trust in him who will not leave you. Whatsoever years may bring, if by earthly friends forsaken, still more closely to him cling. And the refrain says, hold to God's unchanging hand. Hold to his hand, God's unchanging hand. Build your hopes on things eternal. Hold to God's unchanging hand. And so if you do that, I know that you'll be able to hang in like my mother, to hang in like a champ. Now, there may be some of you who have not given your life to God, confessing Jesus Christ as your Savior. Uh, you may be filled with fear right now regarding your eternal fate uh, as this coronavirus uh, is taking people's lives. Uh, God doesn't want you to actually live in fear. Uh, 
uh, but rather God wants you to live in his love. Uh, for God's word says in 1 John chapter 4 and 18, that there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts or throws out, casts out fear. And it is uh, in the perfect love of God that we're granted peace in replace of fear. And so God's salvation from sin and eternal death is promised to us through Jesus Christ, placing our faith and our trust in Jesus Christ, putting our trust in him in how that he died in our place on a cross called Calvary. And so this may be you tonight. Uh, you're not sure of the future and you're not sure of your eternal uh, state and fate. I'm not saying that I'm saying this to fear you, uh, put you into fear and to drive you into heaven or try to get you to call on the name of Jesus out of fear. Uh, but if that how God may use uh, fear to draw and drive you to him, uh, let it be so. Uh, but we don't come to God out of fear because we love him. And he loves us. And so our relationship with him is not built from fear, but it's built through fellowship and following with him. But if you do not know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, if you have not confessed of your sins and asked him to come into your life, I'm going to lead you in a prayer tonight. Tonight can be the changing night. Even in the midst of death all around us, God can grant you life. For the Bible declares and says, Jesus said this, that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And so tonight, if you believe that Jesus Christ is the son of God, you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross for your sin and that God raised him up from the grave, you believe that and make confession upon him, God says that you shall be saved. Whoever, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So if that's you tonight, pray this prayer with me. Father, forgive me for I have sinned. I have done wrong. I have transgressed you. I have run from you. I've hid from you. I've done things that I should not have done. But God, I want to be saved. I confess Jesus Christ and ask you to forgive me of my sins. Ask Jesus Christ to come into my heart. I receive Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. I believe that he died on the cross for me. I believe that you raised him from the dead. And Father, I confess with my mouth and I believe in my mouth, believe in my heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. And I declare him Lord and Savior in my life. And I renounce the enemy, Satan, in Jesus' name, amen. amen. And if you prayed that prayer with me, if you sincerely prayed that prayer, let us know by sending a message uh, via uh, the uh, fan page there that you're on, or you can email us at info at citadelkojic.com. That again is info at citadelkojic.com. And if you'd like to support the ministry of Citadel, there are four ways that you can do that at any time with any amount. One is through Cash App, and that is to uh, uh, dollar sign uh, COF 
C-O-G-I-C. Again, that's dollar sign, C-O-F-C-O-G-I-C. You also can give to Citadel of Faith Church of God in Christ through the Giveify mobile giving app. You can download that on your smartphone or your iPhone. Or you also can give through PayPal to Citadel of Faith Church of God in Christ. You also can uh, do by mail. Uh, at the church, and that address is 7676 East 38th Street in the city of Indianapolis. And for Citadel, we do need your continued support, your consistency in giving. And uh, we sincerely appreciate all and any of you uh, who support through your giving. You also can join uh, those around the globe, around the world who listen uh, to the uh, Citadel podcast, Journey to the Citadel. And you can find us on Spotify, on the Apple and Google Podcasts, also on Soundbreaker, and at our Citadel of Faith website, which is www.citadelkojic. That's C-I-T-A-D-E-L-C-O-G-I-C, citadelkojic.com. And be sure, before you get off of here, if you haven't already, be sure to like us on Facebook. You can also follow us on Twitter at Twitter and Instagram, and that is at Citadel Kojic. And as I leave you, uh, since we are stuck in this stay-at-home posture in this period right now, unable to attend what we normally call the house of worship, I encourage you, why not during this time to make your house a, make your home rather, make your home a house of worship. And if you've received something of benefit, of worth, uh, from today's teaching, uh, after the video is uploaded uh, on this feed, uh, share it on your timeline and send it to persons who may benefit from it as well so that they also can be built up in the faith and encouraged during this time. I love you. So does God. And until the next time, this coming Sunday, join us right here again this coming Sunday. Join us again uh, this coming Sunday. Uh, and But until then, remember what Jesus said. He said this, if you can believe, all things are possible. God bless you. I look forward to you being with us this coming Sunday. Peace.